actually want to play a quick little game. Oh, fun. This is um, because in, in the podcasting world, one of the easiest ways to get yourself a huge subscriber base is to just be a true crime podcast. True crime um, or paranormal, which, which is my favorite. we are not, but uh, I thought it would be fun. But this we do a lot also, of true crime well, inspired stories. We do a lot of fake, fake crime. crime. And I thought it would be fun to play Two Truths and a Lie True Crime Edition. Yay. So I'm going to read you the um, the the summary of three crimes. Okay. Two of them really happened. One of them is the plot to a mystery novel. Great. And you need to tell me which one is the plot to the mystery novel. Let me read all three. Okay. And then you're going to tell me which one you think is the lie. Okay. okay? What are we going to call? We should call. What do we call this game? Um, true Crime Podcast. Not. Like. True. True Crimes and a Lie. True crime. Ooh, yes. True crimes and a lie. I love it. So I'm gonna edit in a, a quick little um, theme music right here. Oh. This is all. I didn't Welcome. know this was happening. Fun. Welcome to our new recurring bit: True crimes and a lie. We'll see if it actually recurs. Yay! <laughs> okay. So crime number one. Okay. Back in the 60s, there was this British 11-year-old named Mary Bell who strangled two young boys over the course of two months. Ah. She's 11 years old. Uh, now, Bell came from a broken home. She had a teenage sex worker for a mother and an active criminal for a father. <laughs> when she was arrested by the police non not long after the second murder, she apparently said, well, that's all right by me. During the trial, Mary was said to be defiant, showing zero remorse. The psychiatrists described her as intelligent, manipulative, and dangerous. She was found guilty of manslaughter, not murder, on the grounds of diminished responsibility. She served 12 years. Uh, during that time, she did actually escape from prison at one point. Oh, my God. But then was returned to prison. Um... She, uh, when she was released, she was granted a new name and anonymity, uh, presumably because the crime was committed when she was a minor, um, and uh, has since given birth to a daughter and is reported to actually be a grandmother. Oh, Lord. So that is crime story number one. Okay. Crime story number two uh, revolves around two sisters, Constance and her sister Mary Catherine, known as Mary Cat, who live with their uncle. Uh, who's kind of old and sickly and not doing very okay. well. Um, this is this is one of those uh, weird crimes where th actually the bulk of the crime happened a long time ago. Okay. Like, like before the real story gets interesting and kind of picks up. And it's still unsolved. Okay. So years ago, these two sisters, um, their, uh, their whole family passed away because they were poisoned. <laughs> okay. Um, now, immediately, everyone accused uh, the one sister, Constance, of doing the poisoning. Because what happened is uh, arsenic was put into the food. Yeah. And she was the only one of the family who did not eat the food that was poisoned. 
the other sister, Mary Catherine, had been um, sent to bed as punishment without any supper. So she wasn't at dinner. Okay. And Constance survived by not eating the poisoned food. Actually, their uncle, who they now lived with, um, was poisoned, just not fatally. So that's why he's sickly and kind of yeah. having a rough so time. He was, um, so Constance, the sister, was accused, um, but basically they could find, the courts could find no proof and they could find no... Um, True uh, motive. Uh, no motive. Yeah. So she was eventually acquitted and no one was ever arrested. However, over the years, the, the prevailing theory is that actually it was the other sister, yeah. Mary Cat. She was pissed that she got who, sent to bed. No, who oh. poisoned the family. She poisoned the sugar that was going to go on the berries during dinner because she knew her sister Constance didn't like sugar. And she intentionally got in trouble and sent to bed before supper so she wouldn't have to eat any. Oh, damn! Okay. So that's, that's the theory okay. there. Okay. The third crime story revolves around a guy named Abraham Shakespeare. <laughs> okay. Who bought a lottery ticket in Florida and won the jackpot. Okay. Uh, now, early on, he was very generous with friends and family, but eventually he started feeling like he was getting used. Like, people were taking advantage of his generosity. So he meets this woman named Dee Dee Moore, who uh, offered to help him out, take care of his his money to manage his finances and keep from getting taken advantage of. But actually, she's just a con artist who ends up conning him into turning over control of all of his assets. Okay. Uh, So his family gets freaked out. Shakespeare's family gets freaked out. And they, they try to check in on him. Um, reach out, uh, don't hear back, don't hear back, um, more, the woman who took advantage of him, ends up forging a letter and sending it to the family saying, no, 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 Shakespeare's fine. Um, Shakespeare's fine. <laughs> ironically, given his name, it turns out Shakespeare was illiterate. Oh, no. So he could not have written the letter. So the police were notified and they found Shakespeare's body in Moore's property. Oh, shit. So so those are the three stories. That is two true crimes and a lie. Uh, Which one do you think is the lie? Okay, so I love true crime podcasts. Like, honestly, I've I've mentioned this before, and I'm going to give a shout-out to them. Uh, But uh, I think M has covered, or M and Christine have covered one of these. Okay. So I think number two is a true crime. You think number two is a true crime? Yeah. Okay. Which one do you think? I think the first one is a lie. You think the first one is a lie? Because it was too concise, and the Shakespeare one just sounds too obvious. Because (laughs) they like the name Shakespeare, like amazing. So I'm gonna go with number one. You think number one is the lie lie. about the eleven? Because I think yes. Because I don't. I like to think that that eleven year old did. Well, I don't know. Oh my god. (laughs) You know what? I don't know. I have no idea. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with three as the lie. Three is the lie because Shakespeare is a funny name. Uh, interestingly enough, two was the lie. Damn it! Number two is the synopsis of the story "We Have Always Lived in the Castle" by Shirley Jackson. Oh shit! She lo- Oh, she loves her like kid things. Yeah, her de- demonic children. Yeah. So no, okay. the, the story of Abraham so, Shakespeare. Sorry happened. to Em and Christine on that podcast. <laughs> uh, you covered something about demonic sisters at some point, you know. 
<laughs> uh, Abraham Shakespeare uh, bought a lottery ticket in Florida in 2006. Yeah, I, Shakespeare Lottery Florida, I went, that's real. Yeah. Because it's Florida. Sorry, and but this it... this girl Mary Bell uh, was oh. an eleven year old in the sixties. She did strangle two young boys. Turns out she also had an accomplice, a young girl named Norma Bell, who, despite having the same last name, was no relation. Oh, that's fucking weird. Yeah, um, yeah and as of two thousand nine. Uh, although her actual identity is not known, it is believed that Mary Bell, the 11-year-old strangler, is now a grandmother. Cool. Well, uh, Em and Christine on, <laughs> I'm just going to say it, and that's why we drink. If you want to cover Mary Bell, that sounds like a fun one for you. So I'm going to tag you in this episode because <laughs> that's a fun true crime for Christine to cover. All right, because I want to know more about that. I also would like to know more about Mr. Shakespeare, honestly. <laughs> Mr. Abraham Shakespeare. So there's two new true crimes for you. So uh, you're welcome. And that's True Crimes and I. I like it. Enter theme song here. I like that. I like that.